Maris, your host of Stand Out and Grow. I want to help your business stand out, survive, succeed, and grow. Building your business is really, really hard. And knowing what marketing and advertising tools you need to help you become successful is extremely confusing. After 30 years of working with thousands of businesses, I am here to help you make good business decisions. I want to help you understand the programs that are available to you so that you can stand out, survive, succeed, and grow. So let's get started. Hey there, this is Kat Ramirez, and I am live. It is, I forgot what day it is today. Oh my God, it's Thursday. (laughs) It's Thursday. And uh, in case you are tuning in and you don't know who I am, I am Kat Ramirez. I'm CEO and founder of Advertise and Hashtag Social Buzz. And today I am by myself, so I don't have a guest and that's okay. Um, and I have, a, I feel like I have a really, really good topic to talk about today. Don't understand the importance of follow-up. So I'm going to go into a lot of detail about follow-up. Okay. So let's talk about follow-up because here's the thing. Um, I absolutely love talking about sales. I love it. I love it. I love it. And the reason why, in case you don't know, uh, prior to my entrepreneur life here, in my little world now, I feel like it's my little world uh, because I'm in my living room <laughs> um, where I used to be in an office and it was just crazy. It's this crazy where we are and how times change. But anyways, um, in my previous life, I was a um, sales manager for broadcast television. So our my role personally was hiring, training and firing sometimes uh, our team. Uh, for the various organizations that I represent, I represent ABC, NBC, CBS, Telemundo, Fox, you named it, I did it. And uh, so my, so my, a lot of what I did all the time, day to day to day was training my sales team to go out and sell. And, you know, I was always of the belief of being a consultative seller. So I'm not a, you know, cram it down your throat kind of girl. That's not me. And I trained my team to be consultatives as sellers as well. And I've always attended the consultative uh, type of selling techniques and programs and and what have you. And so that's what I lean toward. And that's uh, how I have been successful with sales. Uh, I absolutely love it. I absolutely love it. If somebody gave me something and wanted me to sell it, I would sell it for sure. Um, but I have to have affinity for it too. So it, whatever product or service or goods that you represent and you're out, you know, representing it and pushing it or trying to get someone to purchase it, I want to help you be become very successful with it. And I want to do that by talking about follow up because I feel like people make an assumption that Maybe they don't understand follow-up. Maybe maybe they don't understand that. Um, and, you know, and it's funny because there are a lot of statistics out there. But the one that I put on the post that you guys are going to read, um, potentially, or maybe, I don't know if you read it, uh, in the blurb that I put out there is 
uh, it takes about five to 12 touches, meaning this is follow up to get someone to close, you know? So think about that and say it to yourself, five to 12 touches. That's a lot. And so what does that mean? That means that you have to follow up with the person, you know, five to 12 times in order for them to say, yay, you know, and sometimes in some incidents, it's not going to be that many times just so that you know, it, it's totally not always going to be that many. Sometimes you'll get really lucky and someone's ready to buy and they're a hot lead and they're just ready to do it and they're going to pull the trigger and you're just going to be like there and you're going to be like, wow, you're going to be like, oh, okay. But don't assume it's always that easy because it's not always that easy. Okay. So let's talk about some tips that I can give you uh, so that you can follow up properly and uh, help you potentially down the road close more deals and uh, become a lot more successful and put more money in your pocket and put more money in your the business you represent or if you are the business then in your pocket again bing <laughs> and i want to do a shout out because i see that linda smith is watching and uh, oh she says this will be much needed info for me thanks absolutely hope you get a lot out of this linda and thanks for watching i appreciate it let me know where you are tuning in from would love to know okay so I also put in the blog and I, I put on there because I always love to use sports as a point of reference because, you know, I played sports throughout my high school and college and um, I love sports and I play sports now and I'm a okay golfer. I'm not great, but I play a lot. I should be better than what I am. Uh, <laughs> I need some lessons. <laughs> but anyways, okay. So they have a shot clock in basketball and they have it for a reason is to keep the game going, you know, and to keep the action going. Uh, and all the players are aware of this, you know, game clock because they have to like put the ball in before they hear the big buzz or they see the number go zero, zero. Right. Okay. So that's in sports. And so once this buzz goes off or once this, uh, clock expires, then the shot is no longer good. It is done. It's too late. So sales is very, very similar to that same type of mentality and process is there also is a clock in sales. And um, unfortunately for us, we can't see it, you know, so you have to hold yourself accountable because there is only a limited amount of time before this prospect that you have where you have this chance to partner with them or sell them your goods or services, and then that time evaporates and expires. It's the same thing. I love this example. <laughs> so if you think about it like that, you know, if you think about it like in the basketball field where they have this clock and, you know, the players are going back and forth, back and forth, and they see that clock because they have to make that shot before it expires or else that's it, it's done then that that shot's not going to be any good it's too late okay so let's talk about some things that are going to help you 
move this funnel down and help you become better at it. The first thing that you need to be able to do and identify is you got to make sure that you are prospecting, prospecting the right target, the right person. Okay. Cause this is going to eliminate a lot of wasteless follow through. Hey, Andre, thanks for watching. Andre's awesome in sales. You know, he's killing it. His next, uh, his next move is going to be way up top. And we're so proud of you, Andre. Uh, but thanks for tuning in too. Uh, okay. So the first thing is you have to make sure that you are identifying the exact right prospect because you do not want to waste spinning your wheels talking to some to someone who is not even the right prospect, not even the right target, or doesn't even have a desire or a need for your solution. So keep that in mind. You got to identify the right prospect. So don't sit here and watch and think that, uh, oh, everybody is my prospect. No, no, everybody is not your prospect. They have to have a need for your product to solve a problem for them. Okay. There has to be a need. So the first foremost thing is to identify who is the right prospect. That way you don't spin your wheels or the person that you're targeting doesn't spin your wheels. Okay. And then the, um, okay. So then when you identify your prospect, I separate my prospects into two categories. Okay two really good categories and I simplify them and you can do yours the same or differently. But my two categories are number one, hot leads, hot leads are ready to take action. You can feel it. You can sense it. They're ready. They tell you the buying signs are there. They're super interested. So that's a hot lead. And so they're ready to take action and you can tell. Okay. And then you have the bench leads. Now I'm using my sports terminology here. Uh, the bench leads are the ones who show you a little bit of interest. You know, they kind of like engage with you and they tell you that they're interested, but they're not really quick to respond to meeting or your calls or information that you send to them. Uh, and it's going to take a little longer because they showed you at first they were a little bit of interest, you know, that there was some interest. So, you know, you were catching on your, you put your calls in the hooks. And, um, again, these are the bench leads. So you're not going to spend a lot of time on those because they're going to take a little longer. Okay. Um, but you do want the two different types of leads. Okay. Cause not all, not everybody's going to be a hot lead. Okay. Those are like, Ooh, those are the ones you want to just, you know, you definitely, like, I would think like those are your golden eggs. You know, you want to polish them and you want to make sure they're, they're nice and warm. Okay. Um, so at the end of the day, what you want to do is you want to develop a methodology plan, a methodical plan that how you are going to connect to these potential prospects, you know? So what is your game plan? How are you going to find these potential prospects so that when you are talking to people that you know the trigger questions to ask to know that these would be a hot lead, okay? So, so you got to essentially create a roadmap um, so that you can get a sense of when you're talking to people, this is a hot lead, this is a warm lead, this is, you know, your bench lead, you know, whichever the case may be. So creating a roadmap of some sort. And now again, I'm going big picture general. Okay. 
Um, okay, so the other thing uh, is you want to also make sure you document all your activity. You've got to document this because if we're talking five to 12 follow-ups, touches, you know, same thing. If we're talking five to 12, you want to document this because you eventually want to understand your stats and you want to know the, the statistics for you and how you are pushing people through this pipeline, your sales funnel, okay? And so whether you're going to track that in an ACRM, you know, software, um, are you going to use the an Excel grid? Are you just going to use a pen and paper and some kind of notepad? You know, but record it some way. So at this point in this conversation, I'm not telling you to get a CRM. I'm just saying record it. You got to somehow track this. And if you just use a good old fashioned way and use a pen and paper, that's okay. That is completely and utterly okay. At least you're tracking it, right? Um, so the other thing you want to do is when you take someone through the sales process. So let's say that you did your cold calling or however you um, got your leads, okay? And then you set up your discovery call. So hopefully you're doing a discovery call and you're not just going straight to the pitch. Um, so when you set up your discovery call and then you're uh, gonna come back with your uh, proposal or your recommendation, whatever you're gonna call it, okay? that after you leave that meeting, whether that's a Zoom meeting, a call, a face-to-face, -face, whatever it is, okay, that you identify the next steps. It's your job to identify the next step. You have to make it very clear then and there, you know, what are the next steps? And you have to take charge, okay? Because the client's not gonna say, you know, okay, call me, you know, they're not. They're, 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 a lot of times they're just gonna be like, you know, just waiting for you to just take them to the next step, okay? So when you're there, the best thing to do is you gotta push the sale along, you gotta keep going, especially if they are a hot or a warm lead. You wanna keep pushing it along. They don't know what the next step is, so you have to identify that. And I, I, I'll give you a great example, okay? So let's say you're in this meeting and you're about, you're done and you're about to leave, in, uh, whether you're leaving a Zoom, a phone, or a face-to-face, -face, okay? So you would say something like, okay, is it okay? if I follow up with you in three days or even more solid, you could say, hey, is it okay if I touch base with you on Tuesday at 2 p.m.? Uh, you know, so you want to do something like that. The latter is better because now you're like making an appointment out of your follow-up. So the more that you can really be specific so that they put it on their calendar, the better for you because they're going to be expecting that. Okay, so if you're just going to be general and say, hey, I'll follow up with you next week, you're going to leave yourself open to that. They're going to not probably uh, get your call or you're going to miss them or whatever. Okay, so the more that you can pinpoint it and in that meeting, you can say, hey, my next step is I'm going to follow up with you on, in three days or I'm going to follow up with you on Tuesday at 2 p.m. I look forward to talking to you then again, Matt. Okay, great. Have a great day, okay? So again, if you think about, you know, the whole sales process and what you're doing, you know, closing is all about timing. At the end of the day, it's all about timing. So based on timing, we're gonna talk about 
some best times. And I love this because this is all statistical. So everything that I'm going to talk to you about, like best time to call, best time to email, these are statistical and they're proven and they're facts. So I'm going to share those with you. Okay. That way you have lots of success and please, please, please let me know the success that you have, whether you leave it in this post, um, if you are going to try this or if you, um, do it, uh, after the fact, message me and say, Hey, cat, I tried that. It worked. And uh, that's why I can high five you like, Hey, let me virtually high five you. It's so hard to understand this. Okay, there you go. Hey, so whether I virtually high five you or whatever, I want to celebrate with you. Okay, so best time to call. I got to boogie woogie through this because I have another meeting and I'm like, even the time has like escaped me. Okay, best time to call. So this is based on a survey by Call Hippo. Call Hippo, and that's actually a call service. So this survey, the optimum days to reach someone. Okay, are you ready? <laughs> the optimum days, I love this, and this is awesome. This is actually aligns with some of my theory, so that's why I love it even more. Wednesdays and Thursdays are the best days for you to follow up. Wednesdays and Thursdays. So for calling, Wednesdays and Thursdays are the best days. Okay, so of the two days, because I know you're gonna ask me, which one of the two is the best day? So Thursday, Thursday is 46% better than Wednesday. Okay. Um, so I'm also going to share with you the worst days. Okay. The worst day to call or follow up and don't do this. So worse means don't do this. Okay. Did you hear me? Worse means don't do this, okay? So the worst day to do your follow-up uh, on your lead, on your call, whatever, is on a Monday. Do not do it. You're going to set yourself up for failure. And if you have been doing it on a Monday, stop it. Absolutely stop it, okay? Now, the absolute worst, worst, worst day, <laughs> if there is such a thing, but there is, uh, to follow up. And this is not hard. I, I, uh, when I saw this, I was like, yep, yep. I knew exactly what day they were going to say. And if you think, you know, you better drop it before I say it because the absolute worst day to follow up is Friday. Nobody, everybody's checked out and especially Friday after 11 a.m. People are checked out. They're done. They're done. They're done with their week. They're done with everything that they had to deal with. And they've moved on to the weekend now. So the best days to call Wednesdays and Thursdays, Thursday being the better of those two, but both are good days. So don't, you know, try them both because in your industry for your product or your service or your personality, try Wednesday and Thursday and see which one works better for you. So no telling, but absolutely hands down the worst days to follow up first is Monday. And then second, don't even touch Friday. Don't do it. And you know, for me and my team, we leave Fridays as an office admin day to follow up day, to return calls, to, um, you know, get stuff organized, to get ready for next week. I always, I teach my team that Fridays are, you know, let's just get organized and let's, uh, understand what's going on next week. Don't plan any meetings and what have you. Okay. Now let's talk email. Are you guys ready? Email. 
So this again is uh, based on a study by Propeller. Um, and so they are a market research company and they do a lot of testing on email marketing. And so the best days that they found to be for email prospects during the work week, and I'm, one of these is one uh, that I actually knew about, but the other I didn't. So this is good information to know. So the best days for email marketing is, or to follow up, sorry, and you can use it for email marketing too, for open right, but Tuesdays and Thursdays, those are absolutely hands down the best days. Um, however, the very best day to email the very, very best. I love this because when I saw this, I was like, yeah, I understand this because, you know, that would be my habit. That would be my style. So um, so Tuesdays and Thursdays during the work week, but hands down the best, best days. And you have to think about the mind frame and the mentality of the person that you're trying to target. And then also of all the other people that are trying to target them is, you know, if you think about zigging, where everybody else is zagging. So everybody's bombarding people during the week. So what do you think the best days are outside of that? Saturday and Sunday for an email at the top of the day, first thing, Saturday and Sunday. So that is the best day for an open rate for a response for anything like that. And yeah, you're gonna have to work on the weekend but that is a better day for you to get a response because you're not competing with anybody else. And when that email comes through, you know, it prompts that person and they're probably on their phone. Um, they're more likely to read your email and respond to you, especially if it's a really good engaging uh, email. So keep that in mind. It can't be like, Hey, Bob, are we doing this or what? You know, it's got to be engaging and again, re probably re reiterating the benefits of the uh, solution you're, you're providing for their problem. Okay. Okay. We're wrapping this up, wrapping this up. Okay. At the end of the day, you have to have a game plan. So you need to know what your personal sales process is. You need to know what your sales cycle is. Um, so, you know, it's not like there's this magic bullet. It's not like this stuff just, you know, happens and this aura and this like, Ooh, you know, none of that. You actually have to have a game plan. You have to have a process and you've got to strategically map that out. You should map that out. And if it's not you who is in charge, then your sales manager needs to map that out for you and work with you on that or um, your leader or your mentor, whoever is uh, on your team or whoever it is that is working with you. But there should be a plan and it should be mapped out. Um, at the end of the day, like I said, there's no secret sauce to closing uh, at all. But um, from my personal experience, I will share with you that, you know, I'm persistent and I'm consistent and I use, you know, my core sales philosophies and principles that I have learned uh, and some of them I just shared with you, okay? And this is what makes my follow-through process like effortless and it makes my follow-through just seem like um, it is part of the, pro the system, you know? So the more that you have a plan, the more that you map this out and you have a process, the more it's gonna feel natural to you and you're not gonna feel like 
you're bombarding or berating someone or you're annoying them. And I know that that happens because, you know, in all my years that I trained new rookie salespeople and uh, got them going, the first thing that they always said was, I don't want to feel like I'm bugging them, you know, and I'm like, trust me, <laughs> trust me, your competitor is bugging them. <laughs> So it's about timing and it's understanding and it's doing it graciously and, and with respect for the person. And that's why it's in so important that when you leave that last meeting, not the discovery call, but the after the recommendation or proposal, that you say something like, hey, I'm going to follow up with you on Tuesday at 2 p.m. Does that sound good, George? Awesome. I'll talk to you then. Have a great day. You know, so that's why you have to be strategic and you got to have a plan and a process and you got to understand it so that it comes natural and it's not something where you're feeling like, oh, here's the next step. Oh my God, I forgot that step. No, don't do that. Please don't do that. Okay. As I try to tighten this up and wrap this up. So again, I'm just going to reiterate um, the last two points that I just said. It's not like, well, it's kind of like a secret sauce because a sales process is a secret sauce. I hate to say it is. And you just need to come up with that sales process, that sales cycle. So you understand the five to 12 touch points that you're strategically going to do because you can strategically have those pre-created and know what they are. And then you have to make sure that you're going to track it. Okay. And you're going to make sure that you do it. Because if you don't, the person that you're competing against is, and they're going to take that self from you all because of timing or all because they followed up and you didn't. Okay. Don't ever make the assumption that, oh, I told them to call me if they want the, my goods or services. That's not going to happen. Why are you making them work hard? Why are you making them do that? No, it's your job. You want them to buy from you. So you should follow up and you should say, Hey, you know, are you ready to move this forward? Are we going to go ahead and set a date for production? I do the subject close because that's what I do. That's who I am. And, you know, I say, hey, let me send you the link to go ahead and start taking over your social media. You know, I do the assumptive. And then people are like, okay, yeah, okay, let's do that, Kat. Um, and so it's your style. It's what you incorporate and what it is that how you're going to do your process. Okay. So have a plan and have a process in place. So here's reality again, follow up is key. Just to reiterate what I, the whole point of what I'm trying to tell you is it takes an average of five to 12 touches for someone to close a prospect. That is no lie, no lie at all. And in fact, you know, in, in my era, in my days when we were selling uh, TV and I was training my team, I would tell them it takes eight to 10 you know, times to touch someone, to, to, to get them to do something. Um, because we are so busy. We are so consumed. So is the person that you're calling on. It's the same thing. So it's a, a incumbent upon you to follow up with them and remind them that they want, that you want their, them to buy your goods and services from you. Okay. So it's your job. It's your responsibility. Okay. So, um, uh, the follow-up key again is when you're playing ba basketball, there is a shot clock and you're dribbling and the team's dribbling and they're, you know, they're doing a great job and the clock is ticking and they see, okay, I only have three seconds before I throw that. And I know that buzzer is going to go off. 
and either that will be a good hit, good ball or not. Same thing in cells. You got a shot clock. You can't see it, but it should be right there. It should be like on you. Okay. So you understand that because you only have a certain amount of time to follow up before your prospect evaporates, just loses all hope. That's it. It's done. Got it. I hope so. This is a lot of fun. <laughs> so if this was uh, beneficial to you, give me a thumbs up and let me know. And I appreciate the engagement and comments. Thank you so much. And if this is beneficial to someone that you know, please tag them, drop a line, let them know, share this with them. I would greatly appreciate it. And thank you for tuning in. And I look forward to chatting with you again tomorrow and I uh, hope you have a great evening and I hope you have a great week. And if you, I don't catch you tomorrow, I hope you have a great weekend. Thanks so much. You got this and I know you do. So I'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Stand Out and Grow. Check out all the notes and links at www.standoutandgrow.com. I am so thankful to you for helping this show continue to grow. I want to keep producing content that you want to hear. So please leave me some feedback. I look forward to bringing you more resources and information to help your business stand out and grow. Please follow us on social media and make sure you follow this podcast so you can learn more about helping your business stand out, survive, succeed, and grow. Until next time, you got this. helps businesses stand out and grow with affordable advertising options. We will help you make good business decisions so you can save money and not just throw it against the wall to see if it sticks. Get your free strategic advertising analysis today so you can see the opportunities to stand out and grow your business. Visit www.standoutandgrow.com offers page to learn more.